0: Oh, we are recording.
1: (laughs) Welcome back. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: Wow. We're back in the OG room.
1: I know. It's been a minute since we've been down here.
0: Man. I know. I need to like. Unlocking memories I
1: forgot I had. Right. Back to our humble beginnings when it was just us and the fucking banner.
0: Us and the banner and our wall of leaves. That was so fucking hard to put up, but
1: it was so cute. It is cute. We need to be down here more. I need to get rid of all these fucking boxes that are in here. This is It's on my to-do list of bullshit that I need to do this summer. Yeah. Yeah. So, here we are.
0: How are you? Good. I've been sick for a whole entire week, and I'm still sick, but I'm much better than before. (laughs) <laughs>
1: Are you good? <laughs> to give us a Snapchat. Chink. Eventually we're going to learn to do that before we start fucking recording. Yeah. What have you been up to? Oh, doing crazy shit with you. That's the truth. Um. Other than that, just fucking getting by. I got drunk today.
0: Yes, you did.
1: Not like hammered drunk but i had i okay so i'm a lightweight because i don't ever fucking drink yeah so i had like four truly's <laughs> over the span of like four and a half hours and by the time i got to Davina's for dinner i was like we've been sitting on the fucking porch drinking and playing guitar for the last four hours but here we are. My mom was hammered.
0: (laughs) Your mom was so funny.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. She was having a good, she needed it though. I mean, like I don't get drunk like that very often. And I say like that, but by the time I got there, I feel like I'm really being overdramatic about how intoxicated I was. (laughs) I don't think I was that hammered, but I think you were
0: also sympathy drunk for your mom
1: well yeah your
0: mom was wow was
1: feeling good mom do?
0: yeah today um we made some food and had dinner at Davina's. we went shopping oh my gosh yeah we went shopping
1: it was a good day i spent the entire day in the sun which fall's my favorite season but i love me some sun Mm-hmm. So, like, I was out in my swimsuit top, like, fucking digging up the fire pit that looked like shit and was giving me major anxiety that Chris was going to come do, and then he didn't show up on time, so I was like, fuck it.
0: Chris literally told you when he was going to come over.
1: He told me he was coming over after lunch, and then he never fucking showed up. He
0: told me he texted you and said, actually, I'm just going to come in on Thursday and do it. I'm that's, gonna- that's,
1: that's a battle between you and him. Chris fucking lied so the last thing he sent me was of course and so i sent him a picture at five and then he's like i'm sorry i couldn't make it over i had to get the house clean and the food cooked for this event you're not even at (laughs) this bitch never told me he wasn't fucking coming nice job chris when you hear this episode you won't even remember what the fuck i'm talking about you probably won't even hear it
0: (gasps) that's right she doesn't listen anymore anymore. (laughs) Oh shit! Um, other than today, this weekend we were busy. Yeah, going hard for our coven
1: because that's what we do. You you know, you said something the other day, and you're like, I've never had a group of friends like this before. Yeah, that just like we'll just drop everything to fucking do anything for each other. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what it is or how much we don't want to fucking do it. (laughs) We'll do it. We'll we'll do it no matter how bad it hurts. Even when they don't ask, we just fucking show up. That's friendship. So right that's there. what
0: we've been doing. Coven shit. Coven shit is what we've been doing.
1: Yeah.
0: Ah, and then next
1: weekend, <coughs> um, we're going on a spiritual retreat. Which will be fun. There's going to be a lot of like healing and therapeutic stuff that happens. I'm excited. It'll be good. It'll be good. I get my fucking cavity filled on Friday at 7 in the morning. Dang, why that early? I feel like no dentist should be open at 7. I don't even fucking care as long as they fix it. Just to be really honest with you. Because it must be sitting right up against a nerve. Because it like shoots pain all the way across my entire fucking mouth. I've been living on Oragel and ibuprofen for the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. Just ready to get it fixed.
0: So, yeah. Maybe you should brush your teeth more often and stop eating sweets. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well you heard it here first
1: so... Shit. and this is where Emily gets beat up huh. what uh-huh. are we talking about today generational trauma yes I love this topic I do too we don't have any questions because like, once again I fucking suck at social well media. not
0: that let's <laughs> We didn't even remember what fucking day it was. It's been a long weekend, so. Well, God,
1: <coughs> mom was like, "What's the, what? Do you guys record? Who said something?" Was Your it mom with my mom.
0: Your mom's like, Uh, "What are you recording on this week?" And we looked at each other and we're like,
1: "Fuck!" <laughs> and I was like, "Well, what day is it?"
0: It was literally so. Right now, it is Monday at nine fifteen p.m. Um this was said to us like at you're really
1: close to the microphone and you're going to be so loud.
0: This was said at uh, it was like seven, like seven <laughs> on
1: a Monday <laughs> when we release on Tuesday
0: at 5 a.m. Well,
1: and then we thought about like, oh, we could do it Tuesday. But then it was like our schedules are so different tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I'm working till like three thirty and then I have to go get a bridesmaid's dress tailored at four and
1: I don't have time. I got shit to do tomorrow. Shit to do and people to see, yeah. So, so,
0: fuck. We're here now. Here we are. Generational trauma. Generational. trauma. I like this topic. I think it's important for um, people to know about, specifically in our area. Yeah. Um, just because of how close we are to the to the reservations, mm-hmm. and um, one important thing that I found out, um. In doing my vague amount of research. That we just fucking did 20 minutes ago? Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, we we have a couple episodes on trauma. But I think in order to fully talk about generational trauma, we have to talk about trauma itself. And how generational trauma manifests and is built. Um, I'm trying to... So, we know... Okay. So, the definition of trauma is basically what? I... Are you quizzing I'm, I'm me? I'm asking
1: you a question. Oh, fuck. Jeez, <laughs> oh, now I have anxiety. Trauma is essentially anything that overwhelms the brain's ability to cope with it.
0: Yeah. So trauma can be described as an experience that happens in an individual's life that creates harm, whether it's physical, mental, or emotional. Um, yes. And then I'm, I'm reading an article from Ensemble Therapy. Um, Then they talk about like the big T and the little T and, you know, big T could be an insane car accident, a little T could be, I fell off the monkey bars. It's different for everybody. Yeah. Um, so we go into talking about that a little bit. Um, so with all of those things in mind, we can now consider generational trauma, which is something that's transmitted through attachment relationships, um, where the parent has experienced relational trauma and has significant, that has significant impacts, um, on them and the individuals across their lifespan. Yeah um which therefore travels through the generations
1: (laughs) well and that's that's just it something i have here from um health.com is generational trauma is exactly what it sounds like so it's trauma that isn't just experienced by one person but it extends from generation to generation so that trauma continues to be repeated and re-experienced throughout generations within a family um so there's one really cool quote in here it says it can be silent covert and undefined surfacing through nuances and inadvertently taught or implied throughout someone's life from an early stage. So it doesn't necessarily have to be you relive the same trauma. Mm -hmm. It can be behaviors, thoughts or actions that are repeated throughout generations because of a trauma that let's say patient zero experienced.
0: Absolutely. Um, I have here that generational trauma is a traumatic event that began decades prior to the current generation And has impacted the way that the individuals understand, cope with, and heal from trauma. Generational trauma gives um, therapists the lens of wondering, hmm, what is the pattern of this person's family? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mentioned earlier that this was a really important topic for us to understand in our area specifically. um, Just because we, we do see a lot of Um, individuals who are native American Mm -hmm. Um, and many of them suffer with generational trauma. And many of them don't even realize that they are suffering from generational trauma because not only is trauma and mental health in itself invisible, but generational trauma is even more of a mystery because, Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it. You have these young kiddos walking around and they're angry, right? They're angry and they're feeling anxious and depressed and um, they don't know why. And that is so fucking frustrating, right? Like, why am I feeling like this? Why am I feeling so hurt and um, upset and mad about nothing right now? And it couldn't be nothing, but it might be nothing, you know? Yeah. Um, And it's really hard to cope with something that you don't understand. So now we're looking at the bigger issues. Substance abuse, suicide rates with young, young, young kids. Yeah. Right. Because they don't understand why they're feeling this way. Um, so for us to understand it is important. But for us to understand it in a way that we can um, educate the people who are suffering from it is even more important.
1: One, well, what I would ask our listeners is, is to kind of take off those rose colored glasses that you wear. Right. Because right. we I know we've talked about, you know, being privileged and all these things before. But we all everybody is susceptible to generational trauma. Right. It's not it's not individualized, but there are specific populations that are more vulnerable because of their histories. So when you look at racism, um, abuse, genocide, things like slavery, that, slavery, you know, there are certain populations that are more vulnerable to that generational trauma just because of historical pieces that we haven't had to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, having that systematic exploitation is another big one, you know, being exploited by the system. And so I'm going to ask our listeners to kind of take off their rose colored glasses for a minute and really try to look at this from perspectives of other populations. Right. Um, So there's poverty is a big one too. They're all traumatic enough to cause genetic changes. So something Dr. De Silva is a PhD um, and it doesn't say where they're from, but it one quote they have is so African-Americans in the United States and around the world are particularly vulnerable The families affected by catastrophes from the 2004 tsunami in Asia will have traumatic reactivity for generations to come. So it it just is kind of going to show that it doesn't have to be one particular trauma. It can be any trauma that's passed down from generation to generation. Natural disasters, sexual assault, domestic violence, substance use, hate crimes, any of these things can be passed Mm -hmm. down through generations.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think that we've, I mean, we've talked about trauma responses and and those things before too, but when we're looking at it in like a family lens, it's all, it's really interesting to see how, um, those trauma responses are displayed. So, um, this by no means is like a list of like a comprehensive, um, reactions or like if you don't do these things, then you know, you're not (laughs) generation, generation, generationally traumatized. Close enough. (laughs) i fucking know. So <laughs> I'll give it to you. Um, when trauma shows up in families, uh, some ways that it can present itself um, can look like maybe a family might seem emotionally numb. Time out. Your phone time is wrong. It was a screenshot. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> a, family might, a family might see discussing feelings as a sign of weakness. Yep. Yeah. Um, Another family might have trust issues with outsiders, in quotes, um, and seem continually conflictual. Um, Some families might seem anxious or overly protective of their children or family members when there's not even a threat of danger. So those are some responses that you can see in like family settings rather than an individual.
1: Well, there are some terms that can be used interchangeably here, right? So we have generational trauma. Some people call it transgenerational trauma. Some people call it intergenerational Intergener- trauma. Yep. You know, so those are all, they can be used at the same, to mean the same thing. Um, It's so like a classic example would be childhood abuse. It causes a cycle of abuse and anxiety in ongoing generations. So if you're abused as a child, you have a higher likelihood of abusing your children. Yep. It's not like a definitive, you know, just because you're abused doesn't mean you're ab- absolutely going to abuse your kids, but you have a higher likelihood because that's what was modeled for you as appropriate behavior. Um, So other types of trauma that could cause intergenerational trauma, extreme poverty. Breaking the cycle of poverty is extremely difficult. So if you were raised in poverty, you're more likely to go into adulthood in poverty. Right. Um, A sudden or violent death of a family member. A crime against a family member, a parent fighting in a war, torture of a family member, any of these things are things that could be passed down. So like, I want to look specifically at like torture of a family member, right? So let's say that family member was a prisoner of war and they're rescued and they come home. They're going to pass down those stories and those anxieties and those fears of the unknown or of people of a particular population because of what they experienced. Excuse me. Um, historical trauma is not the same thing as transgenerational trauma. But it is a form. So, transgenerational trauma is within a family. Historical trauma affects an entire population. population. Mm-hmm. So, those are the differences there. And I just thought that was important to point out. It was
0: because um, we were talking about that. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, something cool are you excited no (laughs) (laughs) okay so i'm so excited i saw an article and now hang on now hang on hang on hang on
1: are you just making noises because you can't fucking find it
0: no okay (laughs) yes (laughs) damn it okay hang on i'm gonna find it because it was on the first page of google so um I just want to make sure I get the title of the article correct. Okay. Oh,
1: I opened this one and I didn't read it.
0: Ah, it's so cool. So this title is from sciencemagazine.org. It's titled, Parents' Emotional Trauma May Change Their Children's Biology. And this is such a cool article. Oh, my God. So it talks about an experiment that was done on mice to prove this theory that... Um, If if a parent is traumatized in some type of way and passes it down onto their youth, how can it affect them, um, their biology? So like their ability to be resilient to specific diseases, illnesses, disorders, stuff like that. Super, super cool, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Let me go through here. Um maybe I won't read it. I'll just tell you what this picture I'm looking at says and I'll put it on the Instagram too. And we say that aside from this. We say that every week and we have not been posting. Our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I told like you. Episode updates, like the last episode update, there was no pictures or anything. Okay, <laughs> we're going to
1: hire somebody and not pay them. <laughs>
0: to we are now accepting
1: volunteers. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to pay you to run our fucking social media, because clearly we can't. We have a TikTok. We have a Facebook somewhere. We have an Instagram and an email account. And we really... Just drop the ball. So, if so, you like social media and you want to do it for fucking free, <laughs> if you want to just come hang out with us and sit in the background while we talk shit. <laughs> that's how Stephen started. Oh, true. Just saying. Who wants to be our Stephen? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so um, we're looking at a mother. We're looking at um a mouse family. Okay, we have a mom with three babies. The mother is separated from her babies and is traumatized from that. So when she was brought back to the babies, she oftentimes ignored them. You stink. Not you. I'm sorry. (laughs) For the people listening, that's from the cat. (laughs) Okay. So mom was traumatized, didn't want anything to do with the babies now, often ignores them, whatever. This obviously will traumatize the babies, right? Mom's ignoring us. We're neglected. Yep. Boy baby mates with a, a a normal mouse, not traumatized or anything mouse, but this boy baby has trauma. Their babies have different biologies. Epigenetics. Because of dad's
1: trauma, the babies are now yes. built differently. So I looked something up on um, epigenetics, which is exactly what you're talking about. Sorry, did you have more on that? No. It, it, so now I'm excited. Epigenetics. Look at, aside from, I'm sorry,
0: look at all these tattoos I saw on TikTok. Time out. Look how fucking, where'd you go?
1: Look how cute we are. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, cool tattoos. I like her. I want to be her friend. Look at. Did you see the boob tattoo I fucking? I want a dagger now. I want a dagger. Yes, but did you see the tit tattoo I tagged you in? No. Okay, it's on your Facebook, but you should get it. I don't have boobies, and so it would be pointless for me to get a fucking <laughs> badass tit tattoo because it's like I look like a twelve-year-old boy right there. Okay, right, epigenetics. Epigenetics. You know? Just look at it. Up. Wait, hold on. It was okay to sidebars. We didn't do question What or fuck. Okay. <laughs> epigenetics. So epigenetics is the science of gene expression. And so it goes along with what you're talking about with the mice or rats or whatever. So your DNA is essentially like written in permanent marker, right? You can't change it. You can't erase it. Your DNA is your DNA. It is what it is. Right. Um, So epigenetics, however, is written in pencil. So your DNA is what it is. But your genetic makeup can be kind of altered a little Mm -hmm. bit depending on what's experienced. Um, So I like the way psychology today puts this. Thus, we change our tune throughout our life. So epigenetics is the interface between nature, which is the genes you inherit from your parents and nurture your life experiences. Right. So that that nature versus nurture, it's both. Right. Um, So that's kind of what epigenetics is. When you experience trauma, it changes your genetic code. So we've talked before about how trauma changes your brain. Right. It essentially rewires everything. It also changes your genetic makeup. And so when you have children or you procreate, you pass on that traumatized genetic makeup. To your children. Mm -hmm. And it's in their gene expression to experience trauma very differently. They're more likely to have anxiety, depression, substance use issues, mental health issues, just in general, because their genetic makeup comes through with a little bit of trauma tied to it. That is wild.
0: Yeah. It's crazy
1: how this Mm -hmm. works. So they put a statement in here. The scary part of this story is that research has demonstrated that epigenetic changes related to toxins can be inherited by our children, those toxins are related to trauma trauma toxins <sighs> cool huh trauma toxins right like i don't know what the fuck that means but yep but it, it so it essentially changes your genetic makeup um so the idea that trauma can leave a chemical mark on our genes trauma toxins are you fucking kidding me like we knew trauma was powerful but to know that like we are literally passing this into the genetic makeup of our children when we experience trauma. People who um, use the argument that mental health isn't health, what
0: what now? Do bitch. your fucking research. Trauma toxins. Trauma toxins. That is
1: physical. Yeah. That, right? is, not, that is no longer mental health. That is physical yeah. health right there. It alters the mechanism by which the gene is converted into functioning proteins. So it literally, like, this trauma, whether or not your child, like, your child isn't necessarily always born experiencing trauma. There can be traumatic births. Yeah. Um, But your, God, babies are so pure and innocent and beautiful, right? However, if you have experienced trauma, which the majority of the population has, you are passing some sort of trauma gene onto your children. It just blows my mind. I'm just saying. Yeah. So tra- yes, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Trauma can be inherited. That is
0: cuckoo bananas. I was gonna right say if that doesn't
1: fuck with your head, I mean so I have a really cool example in here. Oh, I'm ready. So this is on Harley Harley therapy, um, psychotherapy and counseling. So let's look at an example of a mother who was badly sexually abused and did not seek support or treatment to deal with her trauma, right? Mm -hmm. Um, She suffers symptoms of hypervigilance, anxiety, low self-esteem, repressed anger, inconsistent moods, depression, damaged sense of self or lack of identity, paranoia, and ongoing health issues, which she's tried uh, where she's always tired and has colds or flu. So these are all symptoms of complex PTSD, essentially. Um, So she wants to love her child. She has a baby and she has this instinct that she's like, I want to love you so bad. Right. Mm -hmm. But sometimes she's so, so tired, feels so unhappy no matter what she does, AKA depression because of the abuse that she's experienced. And sometimes she's dissociated. She's miles away from where she needs to be to care for this baby. Right. And so this leads to a child who develops attachment issues. Why? Because of mom's trauma, not because mom is a bad mom. Yeah, but because mom has experienced such severe sexual abuse that her symptoms of complex PTSD make it very, very difficult to be constantly attached to a child. Um, so in truth, she often doesn't know who she is or if life has a point. So consistent suicidal ideations or existential existential crises. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but she has this child and that's her reason for living. And she knows like, OK, this child can make me happy. This is the reason I'm alive, which can lead to codependency mm-hmm. um, over parenting or inappropriate attachment to child. Um, When her child is good she tells them oh you're an angel you're amazing and when it's not an angel she locks herself in her room for a few hours because she's emotionally unavailable due to her trauma. This child is going to grow up with all of these attachment issues and all of these other concerns going on because of mom's trauma and that's the way that generational trauma can be expressed without being like oh well I was sexually abused so my child is sexually abused yeah so it does it doesn't necessarily mean you experience the same trauma. it means that your trauma alters the way that you behave and act towards other people within your family and then they develop specific behaviors, thoughts and actions because of your trauma and that's passed down from generation to generation to generation. yeah I'm out of breath now. I got really <laughs> like I hate to say I got excited talking about that but like I get super fucking passionate when I talk about right things like this right. You got anything else? <laughs> You're staring at me.
0: Well, no, I see you have a million photos. So I'm really excited to see um, what you have.
1: So I have like a list of some symptoms or toxic patterns that can come from generational trauma. Uh-huh. Kind of like you said, not a comprehensive list, right? right? Um, but if you experience generational trauma, you might notice fear or anxiety, which seems unsolicited. Just this chronic fear and anxiety of life in general, avoidance. Is a big one um people pleasing that constant need how we talked about how that's a trauma response right that constant need to make everybody happy um that can be a a symptom of generational trauma especially like we go back to that mama who's been sexually abused if she's dissociated and unavailable you're going to do everything you can to get her attention as a kiddo you just made a sad face pride and entitlement right so I don't know that I should say this, but I'm going to. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. White privilege.
0: Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to. What the fuck do you think I was going to say?
1: Oh. (laughs) We could talk about that in a different episode. Oh, fuck. Pride and entitlement, right? No, you can absolutely say that. White privilege. Yes. And the reason I say that is not because I'm like, oh, fuck all you people or whatever. It's not a political thing, right? But that privilege of knowing that, like. We don't have to experience that generation, that generational trauma that other races of people will, yeah, right? Of course, we never had an entire huge part of our population slaughtered, you know, like we weren't forced into slavery, right? We weren't taken
0: out of our schools and placed into specific schools and we go cult- to
1: concentration
0: camps. Our culture wasn't ripped away from us. Our hair weren't wasn't cut off when it was sacred yeah. to
1: our culture. Like one example that kept coming up when I was looking at generational trauma was Holocaust. Yeah. Um, anybody in concentration camps, right? Mm-hmm. That is generational trauma that's been passed down. And if you've ever, if you have never read stories about the survivors from Auschwitz, fucking read them. They're so powerful. And these people are absolutely oh. incredible. Um, but that, so that's why I say white privilege, right? So we have this pride and entitlement that like we deserve certain things a certain way, but that's because of our own generational trauma of not having to deal with that. Right. Right. Of having ancestors who behaved a certain way, Mm -hmm. um, passive aggression. So that's a a generational trauma response, procrastination, lying, manipulation, control, blame, shifting, distrust. Mm -hmm. Those are all big ones. Shame and guilt. Um, and I'm not saying if you do any of these things that absolutely means that like you're a super fucking toxic person, right? We Mm -hmm. all have trauma responses. We all have ways that we respond to certain stimuli, but those are just some examples of what it might look like if you're responding to generational trauma. Yeah.
0: So what can we do to lessen the amount of, or make a cushion for the fall from generational trauma?
1: um scratch, 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 yeah sorry i got distracted <laughs> Jeez, that was a good time to get distracted um well let's look at mom right i thought you meant my mom and i was like she was just a little drunk today
0: Fuck, <laughs> no 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 you
1: told her you didn't want her to be born <laughs> no
0: <laughs> bored
1: bored um hold on dime i gotta hold on
0: okay okay so um where was it going i don't know you just said you okay that. mom with uh the- Sexual assault and the abuse and all this stuff, um, leading to the difficulty raising her child, right? Mm -hmm. She didn't go get help. And I'm not, I mean, I'm far from victim blaming, right? Right. But, um, I think that's a big part of lessening the amount of trauma that you're passing on to your children Mm -hmm. is that the fact that, you know, you, you go get help, something happens to you. Don't be... Put, put your pride away and, yeah. and go because even if that trauma is still with you, you know how to cope with it.
1: Well, here's right? the thing. And you can
0: teach your babies how to cope with yep. it.
1: We repeat what we don't repair. Right. So if you do not repair these issues within yourself, the cycle repeats itself. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the big part with generational trauma, right? Is it was never repaired. And so the cycle will continue to repeat itself until somebody breaks that cycle. So I saw this picture and I think you were looking at it too, but it talked to like it had two girls and it was like, everybody's either experiencing some sort of trauma or trying to break the cycle of trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's just it. I mean, being a cycle breaker is a very brave thing, right? It is hard to break that cycle of generational trauma. Mm-hmm. And so if you are in the midst of like breaking these toxic patterns within your family, just keep fucking going. Right. It's hard and it's going to suck and it's not going to be a walk in the park. But again, I go back to we repeat what we don't repair. So somebody's got to put the work in and break the pattern.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful.
1: Um, I did mention
0: in the beginning like how it's so important for mental health professionals today to be like aware of this and addressing it in, in obviously trauma-informed ways um, However, that can be kind of hard Especially yeah. like, okay, we go back to the Native American child Who I have no idea why I'm so angry and pissed off all the time So I'm going to go cope in unhealthy ways right? How do you explain to them This is what you're feeling This is why you're feeling it I mean, it's so hard to believe that something like this exists It's even mm-hmm. harder to explain it to somebody who is struggling with it so well, like how do we approach that to be a really,
1: <coughs> really <coughs> sorry i'm fuck where's your water to be a double big dick drink to that was really rude of me but to be a double big dick <laughs> we don't ever want to tell someone this is what you're feeling and right. this is why you're feeling it right right we never want to take that stance with somebody because i will never understand the walk that somebody else is going exactly through. even exactly. if we have the exact same diagnosis i have never and will never look at a client and be like i understand no, I get what you're going. I don't fucking get it. Your no. life is a different. No. What was it? The- we talked about it in another one. Same probably, storm, different boat. Probably sympathy and empathy. That one. Yeah. Same storm, mm-hmm. different boat. Right. Mm-hmm. We could have the same diagnosis, but our boats are very different. Right. Um, so one thing is like helping them understand that, like, look, you might be experiencing all of these things. Let's talk about what you're experiencing. Talk right. to me about how you feel these things. When do you notice you're feeling these things? Mm-hmm. Talk to me about patterns within your family. You know, and you start going back and you help them recognize those patterns. Right. Right. Okay. Well, so let's look for, I just, I go to substance abuse because that's what I see so often. Right. With with a lot of the youth that I work with. It's like, okay, you're drinking, you're drugging, you're doing all these things. Where did you see that? Oh, well, Uncle Joe Mm -hmm. was always drinking and over at the house and beating us. Okay. Okay. So you saw that from Uncle Joe. Where else did you see that? Oh, well, all the kids on the street do it too. Mm -hmm. You know, and so you go back and you just help them trace those patterns. So Uncle Joe did it. Who else? Okay, well, Uncle Joe and mom drink together. Okay, so let's talk about that. How often does your mom drink? Mom drinks all the time. Okay, where do you think mom got that? Well, grandma and grandpa were always drinking. You know, so you help them trace back those patterns so they can see, like, this is a pattern of behavior that has continued throughout my entire family. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of empower them do you want to continue that cycle or do you want to break that pattern? Because it's very apparent that this is a pattern of behavior that your family has. Mm -hmm. So you don't put blame on anybody. You don't, you know, tell them like, this is what's going on. Yeah. Cause you don't know. I mean, they could have just caught Hank in the bathroom with blow and snorted a line and was like, cool. I love this. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Hank, find your local Hank, find your local Hank with blow in the bathroom. Fuck. He's a gateway (laughs) drug. Damn it, Hank.
0: (laughs) Damn it.
1: I don't know where that came from. But yeah, so you just, that would be mine, you know, helping them understand Mm -hmm. those patterns and recognize it. Because if you recognize it and you can see it, then you can kind of start to decide where you're going to make changes. Right. Because you can't control other people. You can't go back and change the trauma that has been experienced throughout generations within your Mm -hmm. family. You can't change it and you can't take it away and you can't control how other people are going to cope with it. You're only responsible for your narrative. You're only responsible for yourself. right? And so you give them that power of, look, you don't have power and control over any of that. Your power is within you. So what are you going to do? Do you want to continue the cycle or do you want to break it? And if they want to break it, you empower them and you you teach them the skills that they need. Resiliency. uh, Yeah. Beautiful. So I have, these aren't quotes, but they're just, because I know you have the quote, but one thing, um,
0: oh my god oh my god we're about to get really excited
1: okay um never under underestimate a cycle breaker not only did they experience years of generational trauma but they stood in the face of the trauma sorry that was me fuck. <laughs> if you get another notification oh my god i'm starting to <laughs> don't laugh because this is really fucking powerful okay, okay. fuck anyway Oh, it's a cuddle. Mm -hmm. Okay. Never underestimate a cycle breaker. Not only did they experience years of generational trauma, but they stood in the face of the trauma and fought to say, this ends with me. This is brave. This is powerful. This comes at a significant cost. Never underestimate a cycle breaker. Love. And like, I wanted to read that because I think that there are a lot of people out there who are trying to be the cycle breakers and it's really easy to get torn down because it is fucking hard. It's hard. It's hard to face that trauma and say like this didn't start with me. This isn't because of me. I didn't do this, but this ends with me. Mm-hmm. No more. So like I look at my own pattern of toxic relationships and it's like this didn't start with me. This started before me, right? But it's going to end with me. Fuck yeah, it is. So um and we look at trauma f- so Resma Menachem Okay, said this. Trauma in a person decontextualized over time looks like personality. Trauma in a family decontextualized over time looks like family traits. Trauma in people decontextualized over time looks like culture. Mm. Oh. Right? So if you take trauma out of context, you can break it down and say, like, so this family experiences terrible, terrible trauma. That's just their family traits. So you want to – I'll use my own family, for example. My, My dad took his life when I was very young. Right. So that was a significant trauma in our lives. And you could very easily break that down and remove that trauma and say like, oh, well, they're guarded. They're neurotic. They're anxious. They don't trust people. (laughs) They have all these issues. That's just their family. And you can ignore that trauma if you take it out of context. Right. I just liked it. Anyway. Yeah, that was good. Generational trauma, bitches. Boom. (laughs) I thought you were going to say bitches. (laughs) No. Do you have our quote for us? I do. It is from Ruby. We love Ruby here. We do. I actually just showed my mom her poetry today because she was like, my mom sent me some really awesome poetry she wrote in the 90s. Um, And I was like, you want to see how dark my shit's gotten? And so I gave her like my notebook and I was like, I should probably show you like my style because hers are very long and almost like. Yeah. And that's not mine are like, yeah. So anyway. I showed my mom Rupi today. What did she think of Rupi? She liked her. I love She's like, Ruby. that's probably exactly the type of poetry you need right now. I was like, oh, yeah. I love
0: Rupi. So Ruby says, our backs tell stories no books have the spine to carry. Mm. Women of color. Love. Love.
1: Love, love. Beauty. Oh, hallelujah. We wow. did it. We
0: did it. Last <laughs> fucking minute. Again. You know?
1: I keep saying, like, when I have one less thing to do, I'll get better at this. Nope. 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 Surprise, Adri, because when this comes out, you'll have already seen your surprise. Ew.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is our cue to go. Make sure you
1: water yourself and your friends.
0: Goodbye.